welcome to the Anonymous Podcast, just for today, 2024 series. I'm Douglas L., your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA, is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hello, my name is Brian D. Uh, my clean date is 7th of November 2020, and my home group is virtually recovered uh, Wednesday evening, 7.30 p.m. Uh, through NA UK. Just for today, January 15th, fear. We grow to feel comfortable with our high power as a source of strength. As we learn to trust this power, we begin to overcome our fear of life. Basic text, page 25. Powerless as we are, living on self-will is a frightening, unmanageable experience. In recovery, we have turned our will and our lives safely over to the care of the God of our understanding. When we lapse in our program, when we lose conscious contact with our high power, we begin to take control of our own lives again, refusing the care of the God of our understanding. If we do not make a daily decision to, to surrender our lives to the care of our power, we may become overwhelmed with our fear of life. Through working the 12 steps, we found that faith in a power greater than ourselves helps relieve our fear. As we draw closer to a loving God, we become more conscious of our higher power. And the more conscious we are of God's care for us, the less our fears. When we feel afraid, we may ask ourselves, is this fear an indication of a lack of faith in my life? Have I taken control again, only to find my life still unmanageable? If we answer yes to these questions, we can overcome our fear by turning our will and our lives back over to the care of the God of our understanding. Just for today, I rely on the care of my higher power to relieve my fear of life. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is January 15th. Fear. I'm here with Jennifer W. Jennifer, can you tell the folks your your clean date, where your 10 meetings, give your home groups home group a shout out, and then we'll jump into it. Sure. My name is Jennifer. I'm an addict. My clean date's November 27th, 1992. I attend meetings in Sacramento, California. My home group is The Journey Within. Hey, you know, I had like, I, it just it slipped. I said home groups. Have you ever had like two? Like, I know, I think like more recently, a lot of people are talking about like, maybe sometimes have they have like groups. a virtual. Oh, do you? No, no, I don't. Oh, oh okay. So you're just saying like, yeah, that's gotten more, like, I've heard that a lot more. I've heard some people having like a a virtual one and then like an in-person one and stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you had that? I have two. I hear it a lot and I'm not opposed to it, but I'm really of the nature and of the idea that I have one home group. You know, I'm of service to other meetings and I have other um, service positions outside of my home group, but I was just taught that we have a home group or of service to that home group. And then everything outside of that is fine, but that's really my main point where I get vulnerable and transparent and authentic in that meeting. It's safe. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I, I like, I see that I see like getting vulnerable and at the home group and stuff like this, but I would, I would also challenge that. I ought to be able to kick that stuff out at, I ought to be able to share whatever, whenever, you know, and get vulnerable at, 
you know, I any can. energy that, yeah, yeah. But what the question I had about like the double home group or, you know, mm -hmm. three or five or, you know, wherever it ends at or whatever is like, <laughs> do we carry a vote? You know, does that mean like one addict uh -huh. has two votes? And that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of interesting. But anyhow, a little food facade, huh? Just something to think about there, maybe. And I have not experienced a lot of virtual meetings that have business meetings, right? Like, so that's I just have, not business there's experience. Some, there, there, there's some that meet regularly. They, what I've the seen bigger a lot ones, of, like, yeah. The, yeah, bigger ones, yeah. What I've seen a lot of, like, they'll even roll it into, like, a Facebook group so everyone can stay connected, you know, in that way. Like, addicts are clever, man. Like, you know. We, we are. And, and we have that at the Friday night meeting I go to. We have that. We have a Facebook group and an email change for trusted servants that belong to that so that we can stay in touch with each other. Oh, for the in-person meeting? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So not just virtual is, is relying no. on that connected. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, because I'm the fellowship coordinator. So every Friday I post where we're going to go to eat after the meeting so that people can see. And it's usually because they want to know ahead of time whether to eat dinner before the meeting or after the meeting. But uh, right. but we've done that for a while now. So. <laughs> and that's a cool that's a cool service spot. Fellowship coordinator. It's one of my newest what, favorite positions ever. Is it really? Because I was just thinking you get a whole bunch of us in a in a spot. You can't make everyone happy. We're going to this restaurant. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I can just see that coming. Like, why are Listen, we going? Yeah, we're recording this on a Saturday. So last night at the meeting, I said, we're going to this Thai place. And there were two people in the meeting that were sitting like three people away from me that were like, ugh. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> but I announced it. And I was like, whatever. We'll, we'll go somewhere you like next week. And I, and I always so. say, if you have any suggestions, let me know. Because right. I'm happy to take them. So it was kind of funny. So I don't get offended, though. This is so cool. It's just so, yeah. so cool how creative we can get. And that's like a mm -hmm. very cool, very cool service position. Hi, right, Jennifer. So the italics start off, we grow and feel comfortable with our higher power as a source of strength. And as we learn to trust this power, we begin to overcome our fear of life. What are your thoughts on fear? You know, <clears throat> I think fear has always been one of those things where, um, you know, it used to rule everything in my world, right? Like I was afraid, even like, something as simple as like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. Well, I haven't done anything to lose my job, but it was just this constant state that I lived in, especially mm -hmm. when I was new, because I had no idea what I was doing, no idea what was going on with recovery. I was just kind of following along, hoping I'd figure it out at some point. And so I was afraid of everything. I didn't know how to do anything clean. I was afraid to say hi to people and, um, or get close or, I didn't like showing up in the beginning of the meetings by myself. Like I always wanted somebody to be with me because what if the people didn't like me, you know? Um, and I think that this, when it talks about as we learn to trust this power, we begin to overcome that fear. I think fear became less present in my life <clears throat> once I learned um, what a higher power could do for me that source of strength i didn't have any desire to have a higher power when i got here or believe in something because it always had to be this weird deity that was going to shame me and once i got over that life became easier you know um i, I don't want to say easier in terms of like life on life terms is life on life's terms but you know i didn't have to live in this constant anxiety that something was always going to happen that was bad you know um and not to say that i don't get there sometimes today but that when it talks about making a daily decision, man, I get a daily reprieve from, from my disease if, if I choose. And the only way that I get that is by trusting in a loving higher power. I don't get, um, I don't get that because I fought my way out of it. Cause thinking is usually what gets me into the fear in the first place. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and sometimes <laughs> that's kind of like my default setting. If something happens, it's like, okay, let me think my way out of this. Let me put the pieces together. And I think that's like a, it's probably in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. Like we're intelligent human beings. Like we have minds and thoughts and feelings, you know, to, to, to figure things out where it becomes problematic is it's like, it's so much of me and so little of HP. Yeah. Fucking out of balance, man. And, and through, through step work and, and years of really examining like what fear, you know, does in, in, in my life, it's, it's in two, it's in two buckets. You know, and I talk about this pretty often, like fear shows up for me in two buckets. It's if I'm going to lose something that I already have, or I'm not going to obtain something that I want, right. you know, and, yeah. and, and all my fear can be brought back to those two pieces and what they, what they have in common, both of those buckets is that there's a power greater than myself that is not going to provide that is not going to comfort me that is mm -hmm. not going to lead me and uh and that's really what the program allows me to see is bullshit yeah like it's not true man it's like i can make a decision to serve you know and to turn my will my life over to to a loving you know to the care of right like that's what my sponsor and i've been really focusing on the last couple of years it's like the care of the care of right. well and when you talk about losing what you have or not getting what you want both of those are based in um, things that maybe aren't mine and I'm not supposed to have. Right. So I, I so have that's to, a piece of it. Yeah. I mean, I think the piece of that for me is, is that when I'm so tightly gripped on that fear, like those, that may not be where I'm supposed to be going, or I may not supposed to have oh, that like hyper-focused on something that's just not serving you well. Well, right. Because yeah. it's comfortable, right? So things that are comfortable, things that's, that, that, that I'm afraid they're going to go away. They're not serving me. They're not maybe serving any other area of my life. Well and, past their expiration date is like how well, I like to, to, yeah. to describe it. It's like, but oh I don't God. know anything else, you know? And so it's like the fear of the unknown becomes, and when we talk about this, when, when, when the fear of, of change is greater than the fear of right now, you know what I mean? Like we'll change and yeah. It's such a good that. Yeah, you're exactly right, too, because it's like just using the expiration date as an example or whatever or an analogy. It's like whether it's a, you know, a romantic, you know, relationship or a job or friends in the program, like, you know, whatever. When when, right. when the expiration date comes, it's almost like leaving something in the fridge, you know, when that when it starts to go bad. And then a you know it. later and then a month later and then, OK, let's fast forward to six months later, whatever. Everything in that fucking fridge suffers. And that's like our life, man. Like when right. when 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 we really, you know, now is the antidote to that just fucking start cutting people out of our life? No. Right. Yeah. Like we need to be loving and tolerant and, 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 and welcoming. But but you're exactly right. Like with when, when me and my HP identify, hey, this this particular thing is not serving me well. It's like a six and seven, isn't it? It really is. Right. It's identifying the flat tires in my life and, and trying to change them. And sometimes when you talk about flat tires, sometimes those scenarios don't mean that you have to cut anything out of your life. It just means that I have to start acting differently, right? Like sometimes the tires are, you can reinflate them and enjoy that relationship again, but that relationship or friendship may be I may be causing harms by the tight grip on it. Right. And so that mm. fear for me is really a matter of letting go of the tight grip and, and what's supposed to happen. The HP will show up and say it's yours or he'll say, you know what, it's time to go. And it will naturally and organically happening without me sticking my hands in the middle of it.
right. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless.